On CBS News Bay Area, getting guns off the streets, a South Bay strike team says they are keeping the community safe, but is it at the expense of your personal rights? We were trying to temporarily remove those guns to diminish that threat. And the Bay Area jumping into action to help after an earthquake kills thousands of people in Turkey and Syria. The local woman worried about her family back home. And have you noticed a jump in your gas bill? Well, so is Governor Newsom. We'll tell you what he is trying to do about it and how it could mean more money in your pocket. This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Santa Clara County is about to significantly expand its red flag gun restraining order program. As Devin Feely reports, it's more than quadrupling the size of a special team. Obviously, the expansion of this program unfolds against the backdrop of the recent mass shootings in Half Moon Bay and down in Southern California. But Santa Clara County has its own tragic history of mass shootings at the Gilroy Garlic Festival and at the VTA yard. And county officials say they believe aggressive enforcement of red flag laws will ultimately make the community safer. California has some of the most robust and extensive gun laws in the country, but they need to be meaningful. They need to be effective. And to be effective, prosecutor James Given Shapiro says those laws need to be enforced. And that's why he's so encouraged by the county's plan to expand its gun violence strike team from five to 23 people. We need to up our capacity so that every time someone makes a threat and has a gun, that we have the resources to get that court order and to remove the guns from that person. The strike team is made up of prosecutors who file the paperwork for gun violence restraining orders and the law enforcement officers who then physically remove the guns. In 2021, for example, the county used red flag laws to remove guns from 145 people. Each case, they say, is a potential tragedy averted. The more firearms we remove from people who aren't, you know, who shouldn't have them, who aren't properly taking care of them, the more lives we're going to save. But gun rights advocates see the issue differently. Somebody's rights are being are being trampled. Sam Paredes, CEO of Gun Owners of California, said red flag laws can be overreaching and overused. The level of evidence that somebody has to present to a court in order to get a red flag law is very low. It's very low. Prosecutors say there are safeguards built into the system, and the goal in the interim is to keep both the gun owner and the public safe. We're trying to temporarily remove those guns to diminish that threat. The Board of Supervisors is expected to approve a million dollars to its budget to fund its part of the program. And now to Oakland, where Police Chief Leron Armstrong, still on administrative leave, plans to send a letter to the mayor as soon as tonight, demanding he get his job back. Mayor Sheng Tao placed him on leave last month after independent investigators say he mishandled two cases. Both involved a sergeant who crashed into a parked car and failed to report it. The same sergeant also did not report firing his gun in a police department elevator, then got rid of the evidence. The chief said yesterday the information was never brought to him and department policies prohibit him from getting involved in internal affairs investigations. The NAACP is one of Armstrong's biggest backers. Members are urging his supporters to call and email the mayor, telling her to reinstate the chief. The organization calls the conflict, quote, issue of injustice or excuse me, issue of justice and fairness for the people and community of Oakland.
All right, let's get to a developing story out of the Middle East right now. More than 3,400 people are dead after a catastrophic 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Turkey and Syria. And the death toll is expected to rise as rescue workers dig through rubble to search for survivors. And the quake is one of the strongest to hit the region since 1939. There has been at least one magnitude 6.0 aftershock. And people in the Bay Area know how devastating earthquakes can be. Many are now reaching out to help with rescue and recovery efforts. And Makovic is here now with more on that, how we can help. Yeah, we have a kinship, unfortunately, with countries yeah. who deal with earthquakes. Knowing that we all share the same risks here in the Bay Area, Turks and Syrians living here are desperately right now trying to make contact with loved ones as they see the devastating images coming in from the earthquake zone. We spoke with a member of the Bay Area Turkish Society who says things have been made worse there by shoddy construction. She says the government has been disregarding modern building standards in a rush to build quickly. And there's fear that the government response to the quake will be inept as well. So unfortunately, this situation is going to unfold even worse, but people are just helping themselves right now. I don't think there is any help happening from an organized pattern that was prepared ahead of time. The Bay Area Tur Turkish Society is promoting the Bridge to Turkey Fund. They've already surpassed the halfway mark for a goal of $400,000. Also, Apple CEO Tim Cook tweeting a message of condolence to the people of Turkey and Syria. He says Apple will be donating to the relief efforts. Now, the Bay Area Turkish Society is recommending that any donations be made to private organizations, not government sources, because it will more likely end up where it's actually needed. Yeah, I think we all can relate that we want to help those in need, especially when it comes to earthquakes. And those images are just heartbreaking. They really are. All right, Anne, thank you. All right, the fault shares features with the Hayward Fault. Meteorologist Darren Peck takes a look at what would happen if a similar quake hit here. There are some very important comparisons to today's 7.8 and the Bay Area's risk from earthquakes. The most notorious earthquake here was a 7.9 on a strike-slip fault, which is exactly what today's was. Today's was a 7.8 on a strike-slip fault. So what does our risk look like here at home in comparison to the images that we're seeing on screen today coming from Turkey? The USGS put together an explainer on this a few years ago, and they focused on the Hayward Fault, which is the more likely of any of the faults in the Bay to rupture. And the scenario that is most likely is somewhere around a 7.0. And if we watch the depiction here, you can see the energy emanating from a rupture, let's say, hypothetically, near Hayward at a 7.0 magnitude. The deeper the shade of red, the higher the degree of energy. Now, we've come a long way in terms of our ability to build with resilience for earthquakes of this magnitude. We would not be seeing anywhere near the amount of damage that we're seeing on our screens today. But there are some numbers that the USGS wanted to put out there as a potential for all of us to start thinking about. In that scenario, we could see as many as 800 deaths. There are already several thousand deaths being reported in Turkey, and that number is going up. We could also see as many as 18,000 people injured. So it's a day to take an opportunity and just remember what the risk is here at home. And right around now, you might be thinking about refreshing your earthquake survival kit or getting one going if you haven't already. So we've posted a list of must-haves on our homepage at KPIX.com. 
President Biden set to deliver his State of the Union address tomorrow night. He's expected to tout the accomplishments of his administration so far. This will be his first address to a joint session of Congress since the House flipped for Republicans after midterm elections. And a North Bay woman is invited to the State of the Union as a very special guest, Jennifer Gray Thompson, being recognized for her work helping thousands of people after the wine country wildfires of 2017. Her company advocates for laws that help communities impacted by wildfires. And right now, homeowners who receive money to rebuild are hit with a big tax bill, meaning a lot less of that money goes toward its intended purpose. Those funds are subject to full income taxes, which means that the people who use their settlement funds to rebuild because 70% of people are underinsured and need that money, they are now, now have to pay a huge, huge tax liability. Gray Thompson will be the special guest of Napa Congressman Mike Thompson. Also attending tomorrow, Dr. Belinda Hernandez Ariaga. She started the group Alas, which supports Peninsula farm workers and their families. And their work is especially important in the wake of the Half Moon Bay shootings. And you can watch the State of the Union address live on KPIX and streaming on CBS News Bay Area starting at 6 p.m tomorrow. And join us tomorrow at 10 for Bear Politics. It's a full hour of the State of the Union analysis and perspective from both sides of the political aisle, plus an in-depth look at how the issues discussed affect us right here in California. <laughs>